just like there are right-handers and left-handers, night owls, and early birds. There are those who prefer to shop in-store and those who don't. No matter how you like to shop, Price Chopper is here to help. We make it easy to get groceries any way you want. In-store, at your door, or for pickup. Order online today at mypricechopper.com for pickup or delivery. For freshness, selection, and low prices, Kansas City knows. Price Chopper. Welcome back to Preps KC's Football Friday Night, driven by the McCarthy Auto Group. I'm your host, Dion Clisso, joined as always by the coach, Harold Walmsgons, and we are here in the Preps KC studio, powered by Xfinity Internet. With speeds faster than a gig, you can power a house full of connected devices all at once. We appreciate everything they do, and we love our Xfinity here at the Clisso house, here at the main Preps KC studio at our house. All right, let's go ahead and get back into football and bring in GoPowerCat.com, Ryan Wallace. And Ryan, you know, we... Uh, I did my podcast with Mick Schaefer and we were talking about six. Let's just start in six A. Sure. If at the beginning of the season I said your final four on the on the on the east side, Blue Valley West is going to be there, you'd be like, yeah. And then it's going to be Gardner, Olathe West, maybe Olathe West probably in that mix, and Olathe Northwest. You probably been like, eh, I don't know. Uh, two yeah, weeks was- ago, two weeks ago, if I had told you Olathe Northwest. West, Olathe West, and Gardner, you'd probably be like, yeah. And I go, Blue Valley West, you're like, I don't know. <laughs> that's, exactly, that's exactly what I was going to say is I, I think before the season, you know, Blue Valley West and Olathe West would have been two programs at this stage in a bracket that neither one of us would shake our heads. And that wouldn't surprise either one of us. But the fact that you've got a Blue Valley West Jaguar team that finishes the regular season losing three in a row and I mean, I, again, I go back to the game that I was at, the regular season finale against a rival like Blue Valley. The Blue Valley West has the game won, and, and the Tigers go on this miraculous you know, final drive to win the game. Uh, we talked about it on this very show of, of what, what is the psyche of the Jaguars going into the 6A playoffs. Well, obviously it wasn't that bad because <laughs> you know they rolled a Shawnee Mission Northwest team with Malik Oedis, and now they come back and upset a one-loss Olathe North team uh, and, and did so, I, I think, where Zach Darsh uh, almost racked up close to 200 yards passing uh, on, on a really stout Eagles defense. So I, I think Blue Valley West is in really good shape. Obviously, Gardner it has just gone through every test. You know what I mean? Every time we think, oh, you know, maybe this is, is Gardner's chance to get clipped, um, they show their physicality and, and – I think holding Blue Valley Northwest to 19 points says a lot about the Trailblazer defense. Jesse Owens ha- has that team rolling right now. And then, you know, again, you go down to the bottom of the bracket. Olathe West, again, with with McGavern at quarterback, I mean, that that team um, can do a lot. And I think they're they're well-led from a leadership standpoint and a, with a quarterback that, you know, uh, has a veteran mindset. I think he's been playing since he was a sophomore, so the lights are never too bright for him. But mm-hmm. you got an Olathe Northwest team that, I think uh, I was at the the tail end of their their second half last week when they when they defeated Olathe South and that's a team riding high with energy right now they're playing with confidence they've got a guy like Eric Butler Jr. that goes both ways that a lot of you know major colleges are starting to pick up on just because he's a really really unique athlete that you know at this stage it's kind of odd that he doesn't have more scholarships so he's the type of guy that you can kind of ride into you know a, a 6a semifinal berth so i think 6a we've talked about how wide open it is i think this 6a east bracket um is is really good i mean i i think you've got two games that should be highly competitive 
Uh, and you can make a, a, an argument could go either way. Yeah. And then you take a look at five a and, and we've got three people that we thought we'd see blue Valley, Southwest DeSoto mill Valley, and then Pittsburgh's in there. Um, so I think we may get a Mill Valley DeSoto, but Blue Valley Southwest, Dylan Dunn's playing fantastic football right now. Yeah, I mean, Blue Valley Southwest is is that team, um, you know, where they're just so battle-tested that once they get into November, you can basically ignore the record because, you know, you see the amount of, of EKL teams that are still alive in, in you know, the Keisha brackets right now. Um, I mean, that says everything you need to know about the the type of competition that Blue Valley Southwest has faced. I do think, you know, DeSoto's, you know, they're tested too, though. I think maybe more so than most years, you know, they've, they've taken on a Washburn Rural team that's still alive and only lost by seven to them earlier in the year. They blanked a Piper team that's still alive, 24 to nothing, um, beat a really good Baser team to end the regular yeah. season by 10 points. So, um, you know, I, I, I think – that is it probably the most interesting game to me that's left um, in 5A is Blue Valley Southwest and DeSoto. I think even on the west side um, of, of the bracket, if you put all the games together, I'm really curious to see what happens in DeSoto on Friday night. Ryan, what do you like about the Blue Valley Southwest defense? And are they the second best defense, excluding Mill Valley? Is their defense pretty outstanding? Well, I think they've got a number of athletes, coach. You know, I think they've got some kids that, um, you know, talking to other coaches in the EKL and knowing a little bit about what Coach Oric, um, you know, had coming into the season and watching them a little bit in seven on seven. They've got some athletes. Um, in fact, they've got a junior cornerback. His, his name's escaping me. So if he's listening, I, I apologize. Uh, but they've got a junior cornerback that that can really cover. Um, and so, again, that's not really in DeSoto's bag. Um, but, yeah, I, I think if if this Blue Valley Southwest defensive line um, can kind of go back to, um, you know, revert back to some of their meetings and, and tests against, you know, uh, a Blue Valley against a, an Aquinas, uh, I think that, that they should be able to kind of flex their physicality and, and strengths a little bit. I, you know, Coach Oric always runs a pretty good strength program. Uh, and so, I, I again, I think if they can – they can kind of withstand some early blows from DeSoto and, and give their offense the ball back. I do think Southwest has a chance to, to pull the upset and get back into the, into the five, a semifinals. Well, when you look at four, a you've got uh, Miege, Aquinas and St. James, and then Piper goes down, down two scores, comes back and wins that game. What, a, what a fantastic win for Piper and, and they're playing good football and, and Miege is going to have to be ready for them. Yeah. And I mean, Piper, again, you talk about a team that's got athletes. Um, they've got, they've got speed, you know, they've got physicality up front. Obviously Camden BB gets a lot of attention um, as just, you know, his last name alone, but also the K-State commit. And so the, you know, they've got a guy that can, you know, plug gaps on defense from the interior of the defensive line, but also, you know, create some holes um, up front. Uh, it'll be a tough challenge. I think, I think Miege's defense probably doesn't get, enough credit for what they've done this season. Um, even last week, I think holding a, a Eudora offense that has a lot of talent, we talked about it, a lot of speed um, to 26 points. Um, that was a big win, I think, for John Holmes and, and that group. Uh, so again, I think the fact that it's a home game and, you know, Piper coming off the type of emotional ride um, down in Chanute that they had, I, I'm curious to see if, you know, the Pirates got enough in the tank to come back on the road and upend a Bishop Miege team. And then you go to St. James and Aquinas and, 
boy, you know, I, I don't think we're that surprised to see St. James or Aquinas here, but I think to see Aquinas go down to Lewisburg and blank them and not just yeah. blank, them, but blank them 40 to nothing. Um, that was a statement for Aquinas. And this is a, an interesting game for me because you go back to the regular season and guys, this was a game that, you know, St. James got the better of Aquinas, forced two turnovers, got up early, uh, had a 10-point halftime lead, and then hung on even though Aquinas cr- controlled the clock. Uh, and again, I think it was one of those situations where Aquinas just was not ready uh, to handle St. James passing. That was a game that, you know, John Neeson went for like 200 yards. So we've seen this play out for the for the Thunder recently um, when they've gotten the better of Miege um, and when they've gotten the better of some of the 4A West teams is it's because they can throw the ball around. And so I think if they can get Aquinas off the field, easier said than done, keep the Sean Carroll at bay, um, they're going to throw the ball around. And again, they're another team that, although they're seven and four, really well tested in the EKL, beat St. Pius, you know, went down to Capen, beat Capen. Um, it's it's a really fun game. It, it, if you want to throw all the games together, Dion, uh, <laughs> from 6A to 5A to 4A, uh, you know, I talked about how fun the 6A games could be, but I let's be honest, man, St. James and Aquinas, that atmosphere will be raucous. When you do throw all of those games together, and from your perspective, which of those games do you think has the best opportunity to come down and be decided in the final two minutes of the game? Uh, you know, I, I do think that, you know, Gardner Edgerton and Blue Valley West could be that type of game. Um, but I'm going to go back to, uh, the, the only reason I'm going to, I'm going to lean on another game more so is the fact that those two teams haven't met. And so when I'm looking at, at games that could really be close, um, I'm going back to the drawing board and, and looking at teams that have faced each other before. And I'll stick in six, a coach, because I think that Olathe Northwest Olathe West game could be one of those games that goes down to the wire. I could see Olathe Northwest leaning on their backfield a little bit. Um, and Mason McGavern leaning, you know, on him and, and his feet to get it done. So I see kind of a closely contested battle that, that will be dictated by the run game in that one. And, and I think that that Sunflower League rivalry could be one that goes down to the wire. I, I agree. I think that the, those <clears throat> both um, have a chance to be really good games and, and the way that West and Northwest can score. Uh, and and defenses. I think Northwest has a better defense coming in, in that game, but West can flat out score right. with McGavern. He breaks things all over the place. Well, should be a fun week. I know you're going to be at eight man, the Linden game. Uh, so that'll be interesting as you go down there, but uh, looking forward to chatting with you next week as we talk semifinal football. Sounds good. Different style of football for me this week, but yeah, I'll, yeah. Be, I'll, be, back, I'll be back to the big boys here in a week.